1: I'm Elstina Lloyd, and today, we're bringing you an interview featuring Housing Wire's editor-in-chief, Sarah Wheeler, and senior mortgage reporter, Matthew Blake. This week, Blake wrote about NOC, a power buyer, reversing its decision to cut LO salaries after hearing from its staff. In today's interview, Wheeler and Blake discusses reporting on the NOC story and what it might mean in the context of a quickly changing home buying landscape. But first, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Regor's appraisal platform connects lenders to their appraisal vendors with unprecedented efficiency and scalability. Smart automations, powerful integrations, and unique workflows help Regore's customers quickly scale up or down with demand, while simultaneously driving faster, easier, and more transparent appraisals. Integrating deeply with your LOS and POS, Regor delivers the right data and documentation to the right people at the right time, reducing double work for your team. Learn more at regora.com. That's R-E-G-G-O-R-A acom
0: Welcome, everyone. This is Sarah Wheeler, Editor-in-Chief at Housing Wire, and I'm here with our senior real estate reporter, Matt Blake. Matt, thanks so much for jumping on to talk about some of the news that we've been covering this week.
2: Yeah, excited to sort of go through some of this. Thanks.
0: You know, one of the stories that really caught my eye and, and was very uh, drove a lot of traffic this week was a story that you did on Knock, which is a power buyer. And uh that first it had plans to cut salaries of its LOs and then you know it reversed course. But but first let's talk a little bit about who Knock is and what a power buyer is.
2: Sure. So Knock started in 2014 by Sean Black, who used to be an executive at Trulia. And basically, they've gone, their business model has been tweaked a little bit through over the years, but they are, as you say, a power buyer. And that basically means that they help consumers with a home swap in which basically their role is to provide a cash offer to a home seller because uh, in a low inventory market, particularly the cash offer is seen as more Uh, appealing to the seller. And so in turn, they're giving the consumer the cash offer, but then they're requiring that the consumer take out a mortgage loan with NOC. And so there are different iterations of the power buyer, ribbon, orchard. They have like somewhat different models. But the basic idea is that they're providing the consumer mobility in this high demand market by, by providing A cash offer. So they're kind of a mortgage company. They're kind of a mortgage lender, but they're kind of this other sort of thing. And that's kind of what maybe leads into them being at something of a crossroads right now.
0: You know, um, we see this throughout the, the mortgage industry, right? Like last year, 2020 into 2021 was huge volume, record volume. So people staffed up, uh, especially with LOs. And um, a lot of them took the opportunity to, to. there was so much competition for underwriters, for LOs, for whatever, is that they brought some new people into the industry. Um, yeah. And now with volume following, um and looking towards twenty twenty two, which is going to be much more purchase and less refi. I mean we they're not the only ones who are who are looking at like, okay, what does this mean? but but walk us through what happened first. What was knock? what was the whole controversy about what knock did at at the beginning and then and then what they changed?
2: Yeah. so I mean, knock would take pains to like tell you that you know they do not do mortgage refinancing. so like the problems that are being experienced by better freedom are not quite the problems that they're experiencing, but basically they're in a situation where they're, you know, every week I get a press release from them saying like, we're expanding into Baltimore, we're expanding into different markets, and they're trying to increase the amount of purchase volume that they do. And so what I think they wanted to do, they have about 30 loan officers, the company says, and I think that they wanted to make the compensation of their loan officers much more sort of uh, performance based, like Sean Black, his background, I'm just sort of um speculating a bit here, but Sean Black, his background is in real estate and real estate real estate agents, entirely commission based, entirely performance based. And I think maybe NAC was looking to have their loan officers be paid in a similar way. And their loan officers are paid about on average seventy five thousand dollars a year. And so, They wanted to reduce by a third that base pay, but, um, you know, have it more of commission based uh, pay structure. And so employees, uh, this was announced on Tuesday. The employees uh, were very upset by it. They were upset by the fact that they were not informed by Sean Black or Jamie Glenn, the chief operating officer of NOC, but instead were informed by Uh, the director of sales at NOC. And so there are a lot of, you know, all this is remote. There are a lot of discussions, you know, over Slack, over, you know, video about this. And so yesterday, Thursday, NOC reversed course, and they said that they would um, keep the base pay the same starting in January. But um, increase the uh, uh, the amount that they the loan officers could earn through commission. So I'm not because a private company. I don't know their financials. They say that they're growing very fast. But again, my inference here is that they want to make their loan officers paid more based on their performance as as opposed to sort of a salaried employee.
0: Well, it, it sounds like they really heard their employees, uh, that there was, there was a lot mm-hmm. of unrest. And it said that Your reporting says that you know after having a number of one-on-ones, they reversed course. So, were you hearing from from different people within the company during that time?
2: Yeah, I think I think you're right that they did hear from their employees. I mean, one the employee that I spoke the most with, who's requested anonymity, but is is a loan officer, and the loan officer told me that they felt satisfied um, by what happened. They felt satisfied that. They were being heard. Knock um, has a mantra. You can it's, it's available on their website called Popsicle and Popsicle is that you're supposed to be passionate and open at your job. I forget the rest of the acronym and Popsicle, but the first two are passionate and open and, you know, loan officers I was speaking to on Wednesday night were like, you know, what the hell? Like I thought we were supposed to have an environment where we can like directly, communicate with management on these kind of things. But then, you know, I only talked to a couple of folks, but I guess that they were satisfied with what uh, Jamie Glenn, the chief operating officer said. So, I mean, I I don't know completely the morale there, but it does sound like there, there was a process by which, you know, at least some of their um, issues and the main issue of getting their pay cut was addressed. So
0: Really interesting. And, you know, as I referenced, I mean, there's there's going to be more of this, right? I and mean, it sounds like mm-hmm. NOC is actually not laying anyone off, not now, you know, reducing salaries. We are seeing other people do that, right? Other specifically mortgage lenders. So, you know, probably in the last week, the one of the biggest articles we had was about better and, and how that whole process went down. So you would think that, you know, people looking at that situation are taking notes about how not to do this. Right. So the fact is, I mean, we're, we're remote. Most, most people are remote. So to me, the, the problem with that whole thing wasn't like, you know, everyone's like, oh, he did it on zoom, which is, you know, that's, that's terrible. Uh, on the other hand, what are you, what are your options? Right. Yeah. Um, if you do have to communicate things to staff, I mean, you're you're remote. They're not in the office. You can't call them in. You can't fly them in to to let them know they're laid off. So I think it was less the remote part of that and obviously more the, the way that it was handled.
2: Yeah, I think that is really interesting. Right. I mean, you're not. Are you supposed to like fly in employees and then tell them in person? That they've been laid off. I think what bothered people um, and, you know, Maria Volkova, mortgage reporter, like she's done the reporting on this. But I mean, just my sense is I think what bothered people is that um, kind of that he, uh, Vishal Garg, he sort of made it about himself in a Zoom call, I guess, in my own reporting experience, um, uh, I covered the Zillow earnings call a month ago where Rich Barden announced that there would be a quarter of their staff would be laid off 2000 people, uh, due to their winding down of eye buying. And, you know, I don't think that he like handled that particularly like well or poorly, but one thing that sort of like raised my eyebrow was that he was sort of like this is very emotional for me. This is very hard for me. Like he kind of made it about himself and sort of his own like emotional processes and sort of laying off employees. And it seemed like Vishal Garg did a sort of similar thing. Like, I hope I don't cry this time. And I think that that strikes me as, as maybe, you know, maybe you just want to sort of say what's happening and, and not say like how it's making you feel that you're causing this pain for the other person but you know I, I think that it's pretty hard to know sort of what the proper way is to handle it. I mean in terms of the larger mortgage market, um, you know as, as a real estate reporter the company like better was really fascinating because they were moving fast they were getting into real estate they were getting an entitled and now all these companies that we've been writing about for the past year that seemed like they were sort of like on the move maybe they're kind of retrenching right now and maybe curbing their ambitions a little bit.
0: Yeah, this next year is going to be fascinating. It's funny that you say that about, um, you know, uh, Rich Barton saying that on Zillow or or Vishal Garg saying that, because to me, I I would think that was a good thing. Like, I wouldn't think, oh, they're making about them. I would want to know that they at least care, like that they're not Hmm. like, Hey, this is the funnest part of my job is laying all, you know, losers off, but more like that. Right, you know, that its right. That it's weighing on them as I think that it would on anyone, you know, who, you know, you build a company, you, you never, the goal is never like, wow, I, I hope that I, you know, have this, you know, have to lay people off. So that, that's just me. Um, yeah. So, but I think it's just fraught with peril when you're on a call with so many people because people are going to take it different ways, um, you know, probably having more of a manager level conversation might be better. I mean, what do I know? Right. But I'm just saying, like, I just think it's yeah. this whole thing is something our industry is going to have to reckon with, because we're now in this, you know, in a space where there we expect to see some more layoffs and we are still many people are remote. So I think it's going to be a story that we're going to continue to cover.
2: Yeah, no, that's fast. I mean, yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, it's something that, you know, I haven't totally thought through. I mean, I guess like a layoff before would be sort of, I mean, I was laid off once, you know, the my employer closed the door, spoke to me one on one in a closed door meeting. And I think that, you know, I mean, there was no like, you're never gonna get a situation where like people are like commenting on Reddit, like, wow, Michelle Garg did a wonderful job laying these people off. Like what an exemplary (laughs) performance of like, you know, like professional ethics at its best and laying these people off. Like I don't think there's like a way to lay people off that is probably, you know, will be seen as like um tactful by by people just upset by by the actual news. But I do think I think it's I think it's much harder now. And and I think that um you know and the the knock to go back to that briefly, you know, I think it was interesting that basically employees were able to sort of mobilize and and get their voices heard just just mostly over Slack and over virtual communication this week.
0: Really interesting. Um, you know, other other. Companies that we've covered this week, uh, just this, uh, not just this week, maybe uh, over the last couple of weeks, InterFirst Mortgage
1: mm-hmm. um, was mm-hmm.
0: laying off uh, LOs, and we had uh, uh, Freedom Mortgage. But, but those were seemingly specific locations as opposed to like nationwide. Which you know you can see how that might happen. But um, we're going to be keeping an eye on it. Um, continue to report on this um great reporting on this one i buyers in general or or now some of them who are who would consider themselves power buyers and not i buyers it's going to be really interesting over the next year just to see like you know if if the market indeed cools off and that's just because maybe you know we don't have a lot a whole lot of inventory or if Mm -hmm. you know, what happens with mortgage rates, whatever, if you see that, like, like, what role will they continue to play? How will they evolve to really meet the needs that people need in a changing market? So it's something we're definitely going to be continuing to look at.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think there's going to be maybe some of it is sorting out of some of these newer companies if the market cools, but very interesting heading into next year.
0: Well, thanks so much for jumping on to talk about this. This is kind of the new format we're going to do with Housing Wire Daily, which is look at the stories that are just happening and talk with the reporters who have the insight into, you know, they're the ones who are talking to sources, they're the ones who are doing the background. So I appreciate you jumping on uh, for this talk.
2: Thanks a lot, Sarah.
0: Thanks, Matt. Bye.
1: Looking for more insight into what will happen in 2022? Or maybe you need more information on what in the world is happening with the federal regulators. Or you could just be looking for information on how to stay competitive as the industry shifts to a purchase-focused market. Our HW Plus Premium Membership comes with all of this insight and more. With your HW Plus Membership, you'll get at least five HW Plus articles a week that dive deeper into the daily news to help you confidently make business decisions. To join, go to housingwire.com forward slash membership. Thanks for listening to HousingWire Daily. I hope you have a great weekend. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on all the hottest stories crossing our news desk each and every day. The podcast is now available wherever you like to listen. We'll see you back here on Monday.